Welcome to a special edition of the Macworld Podcast, recorded at our Macworld Live stage at San Francisco's Macworld iWorld Show. As part of these podcasts, you'll hear interviews with some of the best and brightest in the Apple industry. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome back to the Macworld Live stage for a once-in-a-lifetime, or at least once-per-year once occurrence. Once a year. Uh, I am Macworld Senior Editor Dan Morin. To my left is Macworld Editor Dan Miller. Hi there. And to my right is Macworld Senior Editor Dan Frakes. So you would be correct in addressing any of us as Dan, and in, in general, approaching Macworld staff members and calling them Dan, well, you really can't be blamed for that. So we're convening, I think this is the second time that we've done an all-Dan Second all-Dan presentation in Macworld, yes. A Danel. A Danel. Uh, and <laughs> <A Danel. laughs> we're glad that so many of you came to see us in our finest hour. Uh, we thought we'd take an opportunity to talk about some of the cool things that we have seen on the show floor this year. Uh, because we spend a lot of time walking around the show floor and talking to a lot of vendors. So uh, I, don't, I don't know if either of you wanted to kick something off with something that was figuratively burning a hole in your pocket, anything that you saw that people must go and see immediately. Uh, that you must see immediately? I've got a bunch of really little things. So these are the things you might have walked right by and said, nah, I don't need to see that. But I, I actually think they're pretty cool and they're worth a look. And I will go, the first one is called Refurb Me. I think they're right over there on row 400. And I, um, I, I would guess that probably at least half of the Apple stuff I've ever bought, I bought refurbed. And from, from Apple's refurb store. From Apple's right. refurb store. So if you know it, you can go there. You can get up to 40% off relatively recent hardware. Um, the only problem is the supply is really limited. You go there to the refurb store, and you don't know what you're going to find. They may not have any Macs that day. They may not have any I, uh, iPads, if that's what you're shopping for. Um, sometimes they'll have a whole bunch. Sometimes they'll have a whole bunch of one model. So it's kind of hit or, hit or miss. So what Refurb Me does is you go into it. It's a web service and an iOS app. And if you go into the web service, you go up there, and you can put in a configuration. You can put in, say, I want a Mac Pro and I want this much memory, and I want this size of hard drive, and I want to pay this much for it. And you put in your configuration, and it will then send you uh, either SMS or email when that configuration becomes available on the refurb store. Uh, the iOS app will send you a push notification. And um, what they do is that they scrape, the, all they do is they scrape the refurb site every 10 minutes. So the stuff is really up to date. Because literally, sometimes things will show up there and they'll be gone within an hour. So this is a way for you to find out when the thing you want is available on the refurb store. So if you're a cheapskate, um, it's, it's actually a really cool service. Dan Franks, what, what do you got? You know, I'll talk about Cloak since we, we gave it a Best of Show award, but it's actually very cool. So um, it, Cloak is a VPN service, a virtual private network service. So you can... You can surf the web, do things online securely so no one can intercept your traffic and steal your passwords or your credit card numbers. And there are a lot of VPNs available for the Mac and for iOS, um, but especially on the iOS side, they've required a lot of fiddling with settings. Every time you want to turn on the VPN, you've got to go into settings and turn on the VPN and type in your password. Cloak integrates with iOS 7, and it only works with iOS 7, so that you say, these are the networks that I trust, my home network, my work network, any other time I'm on any other network, 
use the VPN. And it actually sits there in the background, and as soon as you go to, say, Starbucks and log onto their Wi-Fi, it immediately starts a VPN session with no intervention on your part. And when you leave, it turns it off, and then when you're at home, it says, okay, this is my trusted network, I'm fine. And so that's the cool thing about it, is that it can do this automatically so that you are always on a VPN when you're on an untrusted network. And I thought that, that's pretty cool. It's the first VPN we've seen that does that on iOS. Yeah. That's really, yeah, it's really seamless, which I think is what yeah. I appreciate about it, because most people don't use VPNs, and right. most people don't know what a VPN is. Um, so having that ability to just say, hey, your network is secure. Yeah, and it's not that expensive. It's what? Um, it's like $5 a month or yeah. 100 bucks for an entire year. Right, which is, I mean, you know, it's a little bit of extra cost, but not yeah. that much. And, and honestly, the peace of mind, I think, makes well, Or if you're well traveling, I think it's like three ninety nine for a week. Right. So right. you can so just you use can it for a week. Get a pass. Um, and Dan and I, this Dan, not that Dan, have been using it um, for the last three days, and it's worked flawlessly. Yeah, it works great. I have, I've had any problems with it at all. Um, I wanted to mention an app I saw over in the uh, Appaloosa Pavilion. It's an app uh, accessory combo. The app is called, I believe, Notology. Um, there are a lot of these apps where you take notes and it records audio. So if you're at a lecture, um, you can sort of go back later and listen to the lecture while looking at your various notes and saying, oh, okay, there's specific things I want to remember about what the professor said. Um, this one uh, ups that a little bit by using video. So actually you can record the lecture. So that way if you're, you know, you've know you got a professor who's using slides or doing a demonstration on a board or something like that, um, it's, it's actually a handy way to review that. But Dan, how do you type on an iPad that you're recording with. I am so glad that you asked, Dan. <laughs> um, so they have this really cool mirror case. And so it's a black plastic case. And what it does is you put your iPad in, and it has a little mirror positioned right where the camera is. So it bounces you know, the video signal. So you put it down like this, like you're typing on it, like normal. And it reflects the video, kind of like a periscope, right at like whatever you're looking at. Um, and so then it records the video while you take notes, and then you can play back the video along with your notes and, and see it all there. It's also got a, uh, it has a little like compartment for storing like you know a pen or a stylus or something in, and it can uh, it's got a kickstand so you can even prop it up if you want to actually just use it as like typing with a keyboard. Um, I thought I, I, I don't know it just struck me as such a clever little solution. Um, the one problem with it, I think, is that it's got a, uh, the case is designed for the older format of iPad, the like, you know, a third and fourth generation iPad. Um, I, think that, I think it needs a new one that like, is like a clip-on or something that works with the mini or the iPad Air. But it's still a pretty cool idea. Uh, and I, and I, while I'm no longer in school, uh, I hated taking notes. So the idea of just videotaping lectures really appeals to me. Okay. Well, I have another one that's actually over in Appaloosa. And this is another really oddball one. Um, it's called Babies, B-A-B-I-I-S. And when we first heard about this, we, were, I think we all said, ew, that sounds disgusting. It's, it, it was pitched initially as a social network for toddlers. And we're like, you've got to be kidding me. But actually what it is, it's a service and an app that allows you to set up a private social network with your family. And then what it allows you to do is it's got this very simple interface that you can record yourself on an iPhone or an iPad, say, telling a story or doing something goofy, right? And then you can put the, the, another iPad or iPhone in front of a toddler. So say you're traveling and you want to stay in touch with your toddler. You can record a little story on the iPad, and then your kid can then tap on your picture on his or her iPad, and it'll show them a video of you telling the story. But the cool thing is, what it does is that it then videos 
the baby or toddler's reaction to the story, which you can then watch. So it's kind of like this social video app for families. It's completely private. You have to invite people in. But you could have the entire family on this network, and they can be sort of interactively interacting asynchronously with this kid, wherever that kid may be. The people who were demoing it, are from, they're from Israel, and he was telling me that his sister lives in Paris and his sister has a child and they want to be able to play with the kid. Well, this is a little way to do that. Um, you know, like I said, at first I just thought, you've got to be kidding me. But it, when I saw it demoed, I thought, well, I could actually see this being used by real people and it's, it's actually not creepy at all. It's kind of cute. So, Yeah. People on, people, de- oh, people on deployment. deployment from the army, yeah. That's, That's very an excellent good point. usage for be, it as well. That would be excellent. Yeah. An excellent way to, excellent use for it. Yeah. They might want to approach it, possibly the USO. Yeah. That's good, a good idea. idea. So check it out at Appaloosa. Yeah. It's, a, it's a funny little thing, but it's kind of cool. I'm going to go on from that side to the ultra-practical side. Please. And ultra-practical. Ultra, to transcend their... Um, I'm trying to remember what booth they're in. I think they're on this side of the... They're right, they're right there. Are they, oh, they're right there. Hey, they're right there. Um, so they make memory, and they're actually a manufacturer of, of RAM and solid-state storage. So they make upgrades for the MacBook Air. So if you've got a MacBook Air with 64 gigabytes or 128 gigabytes, they make expansion kits. And a lot of people are doing this now where you can take out the original one, and they give you a little USB 3 case to put it in that's really tiny, looks like a big flash drive, and then you put the new one in. But what's interesting about that is that they have a 960 gigabyte flash upgrade for the MacBook Air, and they say it's going to be $500, which for any of you who've shopped for SSDs recently, like a 256 gigabyte has been two or $300. So they're saying that because they are the original manufacturer, they're going to ship a 960 gigabyte upgrade for the MacBook Air for $500. So just because of the price alone, that was cool, I thought. Yeah, that's a pretty good price for an SSD. Um, I always, one of the uh, other software offering I saw that I really thought was pretty cool was, they've been around for a while, but Copilot, which is a GPS navigation system. Right. Uh, but the new feature that they're, they're rolling out, which I thought was really nifty, was this commute me feature. And the idea being, if you drive the same route to work every day, it can learn that route. And so it will say, all right, you know, this, rather than saying, oh, you should go this way because I am a computer and I know best, <laughs> it actually learns the way that you drive. Um, and then what's handy about it is that it can figure out, for example, if you have, if something happens, occurs bad traffic or an accident, it can say, hey, I know you take this route to work every morning, um, but maybe today you want to go around it because there's traffic, really bad traffic over here. Um, and it can learn over time if you say decide to change your route or you're forced to change your route, it can learn a new route over time. Um, and it can intelligently deal with, like, it knows when, like, all right, you're at home this morning. You're, it's around, you know, 8 o'clock. You're getting ready to go. I can bring up directions automatically and, and route you through your commute. So will it do this thing? And this is my beef with GPSs is that every time I say I'm telling the GPS or, or maps on my phone that I'm going somewhere, the first 10 minutes, I know. I know how to get from my house to the freeway. I know how to get from my house to this freeway. And so I want a GPS that will say, Go to the 280, and then I'll tell you from there. That, will I, it do that? I don't think it'll do that, but that's a pretty good feature. Um, they were also working on, he told me, um, one of the things they're working on improving is also finding points of, uh, or not just points of interest, but specifically things you know, along your route 
oh, I, the example he gave was, you know, I rent a car when I'm in the when I'm out here, and I need to remember to fill it up with gas before I go back to the airport. And I don't necessarily want to drive five miles off the highway to get gas, so it will, you know, figure out where's the most efficient place for me to get gas and suggest those places along the way. And so I, I like Dan. Yeah, I, I think your idea is a good one, and generally it shows that while GPSs are really handy, computers only have access to a certain number of, you know, pieces of information. It can make a determination based on that, but it doesn't know everything you know as a person. Right. So finding ways to meld those types of knowledge, I think, is, is really important. Um, one other one, I was, I like another booth that I like to visit um, is Blue Microphones. Uh, they're, they're over there. They're on, the on the second row from here. Second row? Right, yeah. right over there. Um, they make microphones, USB microphones, uh, other digital microphones, extraordinarily popular. Um, I was just editing a story about uh, how people pod produce podcasts, and everybody that we talk to uses a blue microphone to, to, to produce their podcast. In fact, one of the people's, they do a Doctor Who podcast, and I don't know if you about, know about Doctor Who, but it's got this enormous number of podcasts devoted to Doctor Who, and, and this woman was saying that when you go to a Doctor Who convention, it's a sea of these blue snowball microphones everywhere. They apparently look like oud translators. Yes, that's yeah. true. I will vouch for that. Yeah. I don't know, but that's what they tell me. Anyway, so they've just got a bunch of really cool digital microphones, which I, you know, I, I do the occasional podcast kind of thing. I, I, I do use them, but I just like these just for industrial design. They're beautifully designed. They work great. They've got a new one called the Mikey Digital with Lightning. So it's a, it's a microphone that'll attach to your iPhone with a lightning adapter. Um, it, it, they've got some other cool stuff coming up, but it's just it's just a nice booth to visit, just because the stuff they've got is so beautiful looking. And it's just cool, so uh, I highly recommend a visit to Blue Microphones if you've got some time. I like, I have a Blue Yeti, which I yeah. use for podcasting, and I'm a I'm a big fan. Yeah. So um, since we're talking about cool stuff to see, one you probably won't buy, but you should probably go see is the Fleur, is it Fleur thermal imaging Fleur? iPhone case. So it's an iPhone case. That um, it, it's an iPhone battery case. In fact, it actually extends the battery life of your iPhone, uh, so it's a little bulky. But on the back, it has two cameras. One is a normal imaging camera, and the other is a thermal imaging camera that measures changes in temperature. And so, they've got a built-in or they've got an app that you can download. You hold up the phone, and it shows you sort of a, a infrared heat-sensitive image of what you're looking at. Uh, and we, we kind of joked about this because we're like, why would you use this? And they've got plenty of examples of how you might use this from um, some of the interesting ones where not stepping on dog accidents in your yard. Because <laughs> you're going to walk around with your iPhone right. and this thing um, on it like they're that. Saying, if you walk in the park, you can hold it up and see if there's someone hiding behind a bush. Um, what were some of the more... Oh, was finding well, studs ones. in your wall? There was, there was practical stuff yeah. about well, looking yeah, yeah. at where you're losing heat from your right. house. Yeah. Looking at, you can scan your windows. I did have... I mentioned yeah. it to a friend of mine, and he said, you know, hey, I'm, a, I'm actually on the condo board, you know, where I live, and this would be really handy for a lot of those, like, handyman activities, like finding... Yeah. Right, seeing where you got water heat, pipes heat leaks right. or yeah. heat leaks right. or all sorts of things like that. We have a... Yes. Uh, Sure. 
So the yeah. So the question, was, the the point was that if there's somebody, uh, a child who wa- runs away, or someone who has a, you know, a senior citizen with Alzheimer's, and they you need to find them and track them down before, you know, hopefully right. they yeah, have problems with the elements or what have you. This could be a good way. Yeah, yeah folks get yeah. lost. It's, a, it's an easy way to track them. Right. It's true. There's a, there are plenty of utility uses. There are absolutely for it. plenty right. of things you can do with it. I'm not sure you're going to walk around with the thing on there all the time. Right, right. But, but when you need, need it, it, it's actually kind of it, cool. It's, it's only got a range of about 30 feet, so you know it's not it's not going to help long range stuff. But they said you know if your pet's out at night or yeah. whatever. Anyway, it's an interesting demo. They they they'll show you how it works. And the cool thing about it is that unlike most thermal imaging cameras. They superimpose a real image with thermal imaging, so you can actually see the actual picture and shapes along with the thermal you imaging. You can even read text. You can read like text on a sign while you're seeing the heat signatures. So I think cool. I think we all agreed that if you only buy one thermal imaging camera for <laughs> your iPhone, it should be this one. Yeah. This is the one. Um, so I was. Uh, I think the uh, one of the other things that uh, I saw that I thought was kind of nifty um, was I'm trying to remember uh, exactly the name now I think it's called the back ring we were we were talking about this before it's a it's the a ring yeah it's a well it's a ring that goes no not that one it's, not it's that one, one that goes attached there's more than one ring here yeah right? there's more yeah. than one ring we're big in the jewelry this year um, it's a so there's a small magnetic disc that attaches via adhesive to the back of your iPad and then there's a, a plastic sort of acrylic um, ring that goes around your finger that then magnets to that so you can hold your iPad out in your hand and it's surprisingly it it's surprisingly tough but the i think you know Dan and I were talking about it and we were kind of joking around about it but i went and saw the um the the guy who invented it who was actually a doctor and he said you know the problem was i i went to see patients and i have electronic medical records and things like that and i couldn't use a velcro or elastic sort of system for that because you can't sanitize them you can't sterilize them but this is made oh. of acrylic so you can actually uh, you know, wipe it down, and it won't transfer germs back and forth. So he said that was really useful for the hospital. I never would have thought of. That. I, right, exactly. So it was a very, it was a personal <laughs> utility, but something that was really handy. He thought it was, you know, cool enough that they. It's a small business. It's just like yeah. him and his wife and his, you know, family putting this thing together. And they said they've done very well both with the medical community and in education as well. A lot of teachers who teach using the iPads found that very convenient. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it might seem a little silly at first, but it's actually kind of cool. Um, and I, I thought it was a, a nifty product. Comes in a bunch of different colors. Uh, Excellent. So you can get it personalized for your favorite color. Uh, and I'm sure they would be love to see you guys drop by their booth. I think they're back in the uh, 700 aisle or so. All right. Uh, I have one that I actually haven't seen yet, but this is the one I'm, I'm really looking forward to the most in terms of using it myself. Uh, did either of you guys see Busy Contacts? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Busy Mac makes this awesome program called BusyCal. It's become, I think, our standard in the office as an alternative to calendar on the Mac. Uh, it's this incredibly good calendar program. They now have a contacts app, which is going to replace your contacts app on the Mac. Um, it's coming out later this year. It's coming out later yeah. this year. It won a best of show from mm-hmm. us. Uh, they just make wonderful software. It's beautifully designed, really functional. Stuff always works. So yeah, and you, it's, re- it's really powerful, I think, yeah. which is what we're looking at, because Apple That's hasn't really spent a lot of time in beefing up its contacts app, right? right. At a certain point, it's like, oh, you can put all your contacts in there. Well, we're kind of done and moving on to something else. It <laughs> right. syncs, you know. Right. If you've ever been using, yeah. Nice. Yeah, if you've ever used the contacts app, and you're like, I wish it would do this and this and this, 
there's a good chance that busy contacts. Well, will one of the things I liked about it was that it uh, it integrates with busy Cal. Exactly, exactly. So if you make uh, an event to busy Cal, like I'm going to have lunch with the dance, uh, I would put in their names individually, and it would link to their contact records in busy contacts. So if I go and look in busy contacts at like Dan Frakes's record, it'd say, oh, you've got lunch with him on on Sunday, and it keeps a record. It'll say th- you, these are the times you've had phone meetings with him. Right. These are the times you had lunch and dinner. These are some notes you wrote about so this meeting. It, it yeah. actually becomes this mini CRM system where right. you can keep track of every interaction you've had with somebody who's in your contacts list. So if you're in business, or you're in sales, or anything like that, this is actually could be a really handy tool yeah. uh, without getting like super fancy in the CRM business. Yeah, and you can do smart groups and smart searches where yeah. you can search for every Dan who works at Macworld. They'll, they'll show you that if they'll you stop show by you the, the demo. Yes, so. we're in there. All right. Um, so. Let's see. So this is another one that you may not want to buy, but you definitely want to check out. Is that there's a, it's called In One, and it's another iPhone case. It's right on the next aisle over. And they've got this iPhone case that, have you ever seen those Swiss tech? They're like little business, they're kind of business card things, and they have little tools in them, like little screwdrivers and pens and uh, scissors and stuff. They've got an iPhone case that does that. Actually, do we, do we still have that one? Do you have one? I think I do. Let me see. You made fun of it when I mentioned it to you. No, but then I, I saw it. It was another one of these products where we kind of went, are you kidding? But then you actually yeah, see it. it is. Oh. How could I open this? That here? actually could be kind of handy. They just handed us one. So we got the clear one so you could see all these orange things are tools. So there's a, two, there's a red pen, a black pen, a Phillips screwdriver, a flathead, um, a nail file, a, twe- a tweezers, scissors, and a, a toothpick, of course. Of course, you have just to have like a toothpick. Just like a Swiss Army. <laughs> that is, that is oh, oh, and it has a stand so you can actually prop up your phone and watch video. Um, and it's just a regular iPhone now, case that I, happens to have all your tools. They said, I don't know if this, you talked to them about this, but they said in, the, in their marketing materials that it's TSA compliant. Yes, that's the thing. They say even though it has all these tools, sharp, you know, deadly tools. They're not long enough. They're right? not like long they enough to... Yeah, to so you can bring uh, your scissors on the so plane. they are safe on a plane. Which is good because sometimes you just need to be like making paper dolls or something when you're I on a plane. I often want know. a screwdriver on the plane. Uh, you never know. Yeah. Um, so one of the other things I was going to suggest was um, uh, we, we really like a lot of the products that come from Canex. Yes. Um, so Canex makes a lot of really nice adapters, really handy little utilities. And this year, one of the uh, things they were showing off was uh, I have a computer with Thunderbolt, but I almost never use Thunderbolt. It just doesn't come up that much. It's, I mean, it mainly ends up using, working as a uh, mini display port. But they have a really nice adapter now that uh, two adapters, actually, that transform Thunderbolt into gigabit Ethernet and USB 3. Or is Gigabit Ethernet or and eSATA? So, I, for example, one of the things that, that uh, one of my colleagues mentioned that I didn't even think about was I actually have a computer old enough, uh, you know, a MacBook Air that's a few years old. It doesn't have USB 3 on it. Right, and that does, mine doesn't. Right, and it, but it does have Thunderbolt. Right. So I can connect this to it and get a USB 3 port as well as and an, Ethernet. an Ethernet port, yeah. which is sometimes really handy because though you get Wi-Fi in a lot of places, sometimes the Wi-Fi is not very good or sometimes on a, you know, in, a, in a location like this, you're oversaturated with Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's hard to get a really good signal. Um, I confess I don't use eSATA much, but I have yeah. a few drives that support it, um, so it's kind of handy. I will say right. that of their products that they've had before this, they make a great uh, mini display port to uh, HDMI, which does not only uh, video but audio on the computers that support it. Yeah. It's a tiny little dongle that you just throw in your bag, but it's super handy. I've used it a bunch of times when I wanted to do a presenta- presentation or even just, you know, I'm traveling, I want to watch something, a movie that's, uh, you know, on a big screen TV instead of on my little 11-inch MacBook Air. So definitely go check them out. I think they're sort of in the middle of the floor over there, but they've got a lot of really yeah. nifty utilities and uh, adapters, ad- adapters, adapters and add-ons for, for your Mac. 
I've got one last one, uh, and it's another slightly, slightly oddball product. It's called The Roost, and uh, he's a very nice guy. He's way over there in that corner over there. Um, his issue was he was a laptop user, and he started getting all kinds of problem, physical problems from you know, typing on the, the keyboard here and trying to look at a screen there. So his physical therapist said, you've got to raise the, the laptop up off the desk. For, for most of your use, if you're using it at a desktop, get it up off the desk and get a keyboard. And so he needed to find a way. It's a very basic problem. How do you get your, your laptop to raise up to the right height so you can look at it? So he was and, a mechanical designer. And so he, he wanted it to be portable. And he wanted key. it to be portable, yeah. right. Uh, he was a mechanical designer. So he started working on this problem. And he came up with, uh, it's a stand. It looks like an erector set, basically, uh, if you remember those. Um, it's, it's, it looks, in fact, a little spindly when you first look at it. And you think, that can't possibly hold up a laptop stably. But in his demo, it's very effective. Um, it, it, it expands out, and it's got two little arms that go up, and then these two little tiny tabs come out of the arms. And those two little tabs slide between the screen right next to the hinge where the screen flips up. And once you slide those things in, uh, it, it, it's actually very stable. It was, it's funny, because he'll, he'll, he'll put it together for you, and then he'll tip the thing over like that. And I said, no, don't do it. But I actually like, jumped and tried to catch exactly, it. Exactly. It works. So it, it actually is very stable. Um, and it, does, it raises it up to the right height, so that if you're sitting down, it should be right at eye level. Uh, obviously, you need an external keyboard if you're going to use this thing. Um, but it, it folds up. It's extremely light. I think you said it was six. It's really ounce, light. And six it, ounces, it, it, maybe? It folds it's up really to like light. this. Yeah, it, it folds up very small. So if you do use a laptop and if you, uh, you know, tend to use one at a fixed place a lot, you know, not on your lap, but like at a desk or at a coffee shop or something like this, uh, and you can carry around an external keyboard, this is a great way to make it so you're not going to cramp yourself uh, into uh, physical debility. I like that it sounds like a tent almost. That you, it, like, it is. It kind and of like, goes... And then it's like, it just it works. It's yeah. weird. The only drawback is they don't have one for the 11-inch. And I'm an 11-inch air user, so that's... But they do have one for the 17-inch. We've got a friend here who's he's like, they'll never make it for the 17. We're like, hey, they make it for the 17. It's like, I gotta go look at that right now. Yeah. It's a very nice, elegant little bit yeah, of Yeah, it is. Of, uh, it, it's surprisingly good, yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway. Right. Um, so, Dan and I saw this app. We actually, again, gave this one the best of show. It's a little app for those of you with kids who you want them to do chores around the house. <laughs> and it's called Chorinator, and it's in the Appaloosa section. And they sort of gamified chores. So what you do is you set up all the chores your child might do, and you can even take pictures of things like make the bed and then take a picture of their bed uh, and assign them points. So making the bed is two stars and cleaning the family room is three stars and brushing their teeth is one star, whatever you want to do. And so then they have, um, they can take, a, if an iPad around the house, go throughout the day, they can say, oh, I finished this, I cleaned my bed. And they can even take a picture of it and show you that they, that they, that they, they made their bed. And there's iPhone apps, there's iPad apps, and they all sync. And so throughout the day, you can even get notifications at work that, oh, look, my child made his bed. Um, and The child has not yet cooked dinner. Right. <laughs> but, but the, the cool thing about it is that these, they, can save, they can save up their, their, their rewards, their stars. And you can create a store on the app. So like five stars gets them a treat, and 10 stars gets them a, uh, you know, a new book, and 20 stars gets them you know, something like a movie on the weekend, and they can actually go in and spend on the store, and then you get notified on your phone that says, 
Jimmy wants ice cream tonight because he's done five stars worth of chores. You know, or, or you can set up an allowance. You get you know, $2 if they do this many things. Um, and it's really, it's just a kind of a cool idea. And um, I told my wife about it, and she's like, I think the kids would like that. Now, it's important to note that this is not purely limited to your kids. If you need your spouse <laughs> to perform some chores... Uh, that can, it, it is actually flexible enough that seems to be able to handle that. Well, you know what? And I see a new product coming because when we, we joked about this with them and they said, you are not the first person that's told us this. <laughs> and so we are thinking of other products. Yeah, well, when I, I, I said to her, I used to live with a couple of roommates and like we kind of needed a system like this yes. because a lot of things didn't get done. But they've actually put a lot of thought. They even have it's rotating nice. chores. So if you've got three kids and they take turns doing, you know, say, doing the dishes or whatever... When, you know, when Sarah finishes it, then it notifies the other kid, hey, it's your turn to do the dishes. So it's pretty and cool. And re- it has a recurring uh, aspect, too. So if they need to do something every week or they need to do something yeah. just when it's possible, like yeah. you mow the lawn, like when, you know, when you get a chance, as opposed to you take the trash out every week, it's very flexible. Yeah. It hands a lot of stuff. It's, uh, it's very, very, very it, cool. It is pretty cool. Um, and I was going to say, the, uh, one of the things I want, it's not necessarily new, though they do have some new versions uh, this time around. Dan and I also went and saw, I think, what I would say is uh, pretty much my favorite iPad stand, which is the Stump. Oh, right, right. The Stump is great. It's basically just a, it's, it looks very simple. It's just like a piece of big rubber. Rubber disc, And yeah. it, it, it has like a little groove in it with a couple different uh, levels so you can angle your iPad or iPhone uh, in different angles. One for like type, you can put it down like sort of flat on it. Um, you can prop it up at an angle that if you're like sitting there, you can prop it up at an angle if you're standing up. Um, and it's just, it's incredibly solid. It's, you know, it it's made like, of giant rubber. It weighs like two or three pounds. Yeah, it's pretty But it's hefty. only like this big. Yeah. Um, and I have one on my desk uh, for several years now, and I, I've used it frequently. I, I use it every day. Um, and so they've, they've made a nicer version. I think they have a new, it's made out of a new material now. Yeah, it's a new material. It's got a stickier base. It's got, yes, it doesn't, it doesn't slip on your desk. Right. It really kind of grips to your desk. And it's a little um, wider at the bottom. So and it's, it's very, simple. very simple, but they've, they, it works great. I can't give you any higher recommendation than that. It's available in a bunch of colors. It's not too expensive, as I recall. Yeah, no. um, and it's just, if you're looking for an easy way to just have your iPad, and I have mine actually in front of my Mac. Because sometimes I need to like prop up my iPad and look at something while I'm typing, and it works great for that. It works way better than you know your smart cover stand or whatever yeah, like that. So yeah. it's I, very stable. I'm a huge fan of it. I definitely recommend going check it out if you're looking for the an stump. iPad or and, iPhone. And I've stand. heard they actually have a big person dressed. They have as they do. They have someone walking around, around dressed as a green stump. See a big green person in a costume. Just follow them. <laughs> They'll lead you to the right place eventually. Yes. Did all right, you, well, that's all I well, had. Do you have any more? I have a couple. You, okay. All right. All right, so, all right. I'm just going to play with your uh, iPhone You're case. You're going to play with the case? Okay. So, um, Henge, they're over here, I think about two aisles over. They make um, docks for docking stations for MacBook Pros, MacBook Airs, where uh, the original ones are they called the vertical dock, where you would come and just stick your MacBook Pro into it, and it's got little um, connectors at the bottom that connect to all your ports. And the idea is that if you work sometimes remotely and sometimes at your desk, you can keep everything hooked up to the dock. And when you come back, stick your, your laptop in it and then get your external monitor, your keyboard, and everything is automatically hooked up. So they've got a new one coming out that's called the horizontal dock. And it's about this wide. And it's right now, they've only got it coming out for the 15-inch, but eventually they'll have other models. Uh, this one has, in the back, it's got like 15 ports. It's got HDMI, multiple audio outs, multiple USB 3, multiple Thunderbolt and DisplayPort. It's got a Kensington secure lock, so you can securely lock your 
up, up, down. But the cool thing about it is that there are sensors in it. So, and, and the 15-inch MacBook Pro has ports on both sides. Yeah. So you just set it down and stand back, and it's got a motorized thing. The sides just go, and and they, it inserts all the ports in. It's like and Iron have, Man. Yeah, and they have, <laughs> it is. And they have software that goes with it. So as soon as that happens, it automatically rearranges all your windows for all your external monitors. It supports up to three external monitors, displays. It That's automatically nice. rearranges all your windows and everything on those display, on those ports. It mounts all your hard drives. And then when you're ready to leave, you press a button, and it does everything in reverse. It moves all, <laughs> all your windows back to your display. It unmounts your hard drives. It... Um, it, uh, what, it it changes all your settings for a single monitor, and then it goes, and then you can pick it up and walk away. So, and it's only like two ninety nine, which if you've ever shopped for these Thunderbolt docks or whatever, that's pretty cheap. So that's we'll see cool. if it's ever released, but right now it looks pretty cool. Um, and then the only other thing I would say is there's a two hundred forty dollar iPhone case over here. <laughs> um, and they're selling it for 120 so if you're looking for a bargain. Well, that's pretty good, because I, I saw a $120 martini at a bar last night, yeah. so that's a pretty good deal. <laughs> so I, I laughed. I saw this. I said, $240 on sale for 120 Okay. So it is, it's made of an aluminum alloy, and it's only made in Japan. The company here, they're just coming to the United States. It's a Japanese company that makes really handcrafted and, and, and super detail-designed iPhone cases. So it's this pretty, I stopped and looked at it and I picked it up and I was ready to say, and I was like, wow, this is really nice. <laughs> um, it's, it's this really, it's perfectly machined to match the iPhone 5 and it makes it, um, it gives it a little bit of a beveled edge and it's a bumper um, and it's got just enough space on the back so that if you drop your phone, the bumper absorbs it. It's not flush. Yeah. Um, but the thing about it, it actually makes the phone feel thinner because of the way the edge is. It's just pretty incredible. And it's just perfectly machined for for this and the guys he's like you could only make this in Japan no one else could make this <laughs> and uh, it, it's really impressive uh, I, I just just to look at it and see what someone can do with a piece of aluminum is just enough to take a look at it and they're they're called square but it's um, S-Q-U-A-I-R-E and they're right I think on the next aisle over all the way in the back and it's only $120 it's That's only here at the show wow. $120 if you go on Amazon right now it's 240 that's a, that's a huge discount right there. Fifty percent off at the show right now. Such a deal. So, um, all right. Else? I, I, think, I, think I think that's I'm it. All out. So there's plenty of suggestions there if you're interested. Go out and check them out. Um, and as always, you know, you can email us uh, letters at mackerel.com if you find anything. Send us a note. And thanks for coming by. We yes, appreciate you. you enjoying our Dan panel. Um, panel. And we hope you have a good time at the rest of the show. Thank you. See you later.